0: Welcome to Women Waken, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and early life conditioning to shift from a place of codependency to a state of divine feminine love, acceptance, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken, from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has faced most of the issues that I address on this show. On today's guest episode, I welcome my lovely friend in home, on my couch. We recorded this together in bend oregon so much fun jackie elliott jackie is a certified life relationship and spiritual coach she's also a fellow host at kpov radio station in bend of the host on fridays where i host the point on tuesdays jackie and i have had lovely conversations together and on this episode we explore the facets of her work including the concept of abusive brain chatter joyful aging graceful aging and accepting life challenges and choosing joy so take a listen and enjoy hi everybody welcome to the women waken podcast today i have a very special episode with an in studio guest the lovely jackie elliott jackie welcome to the women Waken podcast welcome to my couch
1: thank you so much <laughs> i'm so excited to be here really am and i love the topic yes I we had a
0: fabulous time chatting about all things divine feminine energy the feminine versus masculine energy when you know i was a guest on
1: my radio show your radio show, show. Your yeah. radio show yeah. kpov
0: at the yes. point yeah you are you and Carolyn Eski are the uh hosts for the Friday right did you have a show
1: today yes we did you were at the studio this morning yes I was. oh I didn't even realize that who's your guest uh we had kids from the youth hour oh so fine. talking about you know the the youth shows that they promote it was, it was a lot of fun it was great great yeah. so you're a busy lady today I am <laughs> you're kind of a celebrity you're just going rounds so from your own show to my show exactly well i'm real i've been looking forward to this because you know you and i had talked and there was so much that came up that we just didn't have time to finish so yeah. i i you know i welcome the opportunity to finish it
0: yeah and let's go let's finish it let's expand it let's explore it so i know that a lot of what we talked about centered on your work jackie because you are a certified life relationship and spiritual coach yes so that's a lot about what i talk about my show is essentially about spirituality and relationships and life (laughs) in general (laughs) so we have a lot of overlapping themes so tell us a little bit about specifically the work you do as a coach in these
1: areas okay so as a life coach i kind of guide people through uh, uh setting goals and keeping their goals and discovering their values we discussed that before you know it's so important before you set your goals to understand that the goals are in alignment with your values so we do a lot of that kind of work uh if say you want to write a book uh then you we would coach you on you know setting goals why are you you know then discuss why aren't you keeping those goals helping you with the blocks helping you discover what that voice in your head is saying so that you can uh, be in alignment with it. And you're all on, you're all stay motivated to reach your goals. That's more of the life coaching that I do. The, uh, then I became a relationship coach because I realized that a lot of things that people had trouble with were relationships. They had trouble with boundaries. They had trouble with family. They had trouble setting uh, boundaries at work they had trouble making friends. And so I became a relationship coach so that I could also give people tools to help them when they got stuck in relationships. And then finally, the spiritual coaching came out of working with clients and finding that many of the clients that I worked with were stuck in their head. They had, you know, they had a lot of self-awareness, but they had, they weren't able to bring it down here, and actually, uh, you know, feel guided and 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 be, hear their own voice or whatever voice they wanted to do. So I felt it was really important to learn to take someone like that who's saying over and over, "Well, you know, I was raised that way, and you know, that's just the way things are, and I have a lot of fears, and blah blah blah." To just, you know, wait a minute. Let's just take that down. Let's go into your body now and let's hear from what your guidance, whatever you want to call it, God, Jesus, Gaia, higher power, higher self, loving spirit, whatever it is, it's really, I believe it's very important. And I know in my own life, it was important to finally be able to go in and find that loving source that would lead me to where I wanted to go. I self-sabotaged a lot and when I'm in my higher self and I tune in through journaling through all kinds of different tools I am in my best self and then the fear doesn't matter the things people told me doesn't matter uh, I know our artists are told a lot oh art isn't a good thing to get into you're not going to make money you know blah blah it's so hard actors have the same issue oh you know it's so hard but you know if that's what your heart says then we have to tune into that space where you can hear that loving, supportive voice. And so that's why I, I became a spiritual coach. And I'll tell you, Whitney, that um, upped my game a lot. I I really saw breakthroughs with clients once I was able to just be with them and guide, guided meditations, take them there.
0: Yeah, it's such uh, important work, I believe at this time in particular, because I think that this has become almost a part of the human condition, that we tend to see our perceived lack, our perceived um, unworthiness, and that we believe we have to earn our value and worth in this world, and that we don't feel that we inherently have it, right? And I think uh, particularly women have this sense of consistent deficit or or insecurity, self-doubt, lack of self-confidence, for a myriad of reasons, you know, for hundreds of years, we've been told that we don't really have a place in any office of importance, right? That we're just supposed to keep in our place of being a supporter to the masculine, which is going to run the show. And we can't help but feel this question of, well, what does that say about me? What does that mean? Does it mean that I don't have the things that I need to be successful, to be pursue the things that I want to to feel good about myself because I think for a long long time women have been told whether
1: or not we're valuable and we take what other people say to heart and in in my generation I uh you know my mother I, I love her to death but you know she didn't take care of herself she smoked five packs a day and um she didn't put seat belts on and she never took care of herself she didn't go to get massages and things like that she would get her hair done but you know that was not something that I was taught uh, back in my generation when I grew up you know and and I grew up with aunts and uncles who were were aunts actually who were very unhappy because they were put in that role my mother had four children my aunt had four children I had two. And I'm telling you, that was not easy. It's not easy being a mother. And especially Mm -hmm. if you feel if you're forced into that role, like our, my parents were perhaps your grandparents. And uh, so that was a whole thing that I think women are starting to come out of. And more women are going to college now than men. I mean, uh, we're we're trending in a really good direction. But I think we get a lot of who we are, who we think we are from the roles that are parents put on us and our teachers and our siblings and society puts on us and the trick of enlightenment is to go back to that place where you were really you you know I was sharing with you earlier that I um, feel like now in my old age I get to go back and bring Jacqueline forward and You know, and I get to nurture her and I get to let her play and I get to do all of that. I don't have to listen to anybody telling me what's right or wrong anymore for me. Mm -hmm. And there's a sense of freedom, a real sense of freedom.
0: Absolutely. And for me, that's one of my my favorite words and the word that really motivates me to do what I do as a podcaster, but also in my therapy is, is freedom. Is that because, again, with the human condition, we a lot of us, there's a quote that I love that says humans are free, but everywhere we live in chains. Yes. And I think the chains we live in is part of what you, your work is also, which is what you call abusive brain chatter, yes. the things that we tell ourselves, we're imprisoned by our thoughts, but also just imprisoned by our, our beliefs about ourselves, our perceived limitations, when the truth is that there is infinite potential for every human being. But we keep this very small box currently about what we can do or what's safe to do, right? You were speaking of your parents' generation, I think my parents as well, and even my peers around me, I see them following suit because they don't know what else to do. And they they just know that this is what is expected of them. And so they make choices that may or may not be aligned with their higher self. And that was a big motivation for me starting Women Waken and things I speak about mm-hmm. is we have this guiding light. We yeah. have this guiding intuition that we can call it our higher selves. We can call it our connection with source, whatever people feel called or inspired or connected with. But it's this yearning that says, don't let your limit, like your perception be the limit for potential, right? Look beyond what is, because, you know, if you look back thousands of years, we lived in a way that was now would be unrecognizable, right? We've had all types of new innovations. We live in a different way. Well, who's to say that there's not even further developments we can make, even different ways of living. But if we only follow what everybody else tells us to do, then we're just going to keep the way that things are. But you can't do that because you can't hold the human spirit down. The human spirit will always be seeking to evolve and grow. And again, that's what I see, especially with women, is this desire. Because women, more so than men, I think, are held back. Men are as well. We talked Mm -hmm. about this on my show. We can talk about it more. But both the divine, feminine, and masculine are holding themselves back. Mm -hmm. They're not reaching their full capacity because, again, they feel boxed in. They feel changed. But we have our souls have a yearning to create the new to bring new things and experiences. And I think the biggest impetus at this time is to release the imprisonment of the human spirit and to allow ourselves to feel so good about who we are and not be governed by fear, but rather to be inspired and aligned with love.
1: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. In fact, at my retreats uh, and even in my spiritual coaching, one of the exercises we do is that we go back to... Um, I, in guided meditation, we go back to the last place we lost our soul. Where did we leave it? And it's so powerful, Whitney, because, you know, through God, you just kind of going back and, and, and everybody that I do this with lands on a, lands on a date. They know exactly. I was 10 oh, years wow. old. I was four years old. I was, and they just see that's when the light kind of went out. And, you know, I think we have to stifle that light because we're told how we're told in each culture, no matter which culture, Chinese, American, whatever, um, you you know, how the culture is to behave. And so we, we have to dim that light. If we want to survive, if we want to be loved, if we want to be supported, we dim that light. But now as an in your older age, I, I encourage people to go back, find where you left it. And I actually, you know, visualize it and then, you know, put it in a box, put it in, you know, red velvet, wrap it, however you want to visualize it and bring it back and then bring it back to yourself and know that you are now the keeper of your soul. And because you're the keeper of your soul, you get to, you get to, this is a good way for you to measure against um how you want to be in the world. I always ask that question, coaching, who do you want to be? I don't know. I don't know who I want to be. Well, once you bring back your soul, you get to say, I want to be a person of kindness. Well, that's in alignment with my soul. I want to be a healer. That's in alignment with my soul. Mm -hmm. I want to be somebody who gives something back to the world. That's in alignment with my soul. And every once you take it back and you, like you said, you free it Now, even more options open for you, but you've got to, one thing is get rid of that abusive brain chatter. You have to understand that your brain is going to hold you back because it's going to want to take the comfortable path. Always, always.
0: And what you're speaking to, well, first of all, there's the concept of soul retrieval, which Mm -hmm. is essentially we're talking about, which is kind of going back to, as you said, the, the places in your life on your path that you left parts of yourself. And sometimes it's, you know, the work I do as a therapist is when they often get left behind in very traumatic Mm -hmm. episodes, right? Experiences where the person felt that who they were was not okay. Or that what happened to them was so horrific that they couldn't accept that part. So they almost try to cut off that part of themselves. And we can only fully embrace our soul when we have the whole thing, right? We have to, we can't say, pick and choose which parts of ourselves that we want to accept the reality is that we have to welcome in with love every single version of ourselves that we've had and once we do just as you said then we can start to embrace the qualities of our soul and a mantra i've started stating to myself because i've over the years i've had a lot of work around this but even more so recently i've started to see that a lot of things that hold me back are giving into attraction to things that are not love. So that's my new mantra is that I release an attraction to anything that is not love. Because just as you were speaking, Jackie, Mm -hmm. when we say, okay, well, what's aligned with my soul? Well, I, who can I be? I can be kind. I can be loving. I can be inspiring. Notice how none of those things have to do with how you look or how other people, whether they like you or not approve of you or not, whether you get a lot of attention, they are qualities of your soul. And when I get into the energy of being attracted to things that are not love, it's when I get their detours, right? When you're you're chasing after approval, when you're chasing, yeah. chasing after attention, when you're chasing after externals to decide whether or not you're good enough, you're, you've achieved enough, you're attract, all these things are, you're basically ditching your soul. You're kind of, you're straying from your soul because you're saying I don't want to look at my essence. I want to look at the, the more ego, the more material part of me that gets that quick attention. It gets the quick fix that feels really good, but it doesn't feel good on your soul. It feels good to your ego, but not your soul. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck. And then they come to you because they say, why am I unhappy? <laughs> and I think that's why people are unhappy because if you're chasing after soul de- or ego desires, it's quick ephemeral stuff. It's I would say it's some form of addiction because you can be addicted to a lot of things, not just a substance or gambling. And it can be addiction to attention,
1: um, confirmation, all, accolades, all of these things. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The uh, you, you know addictions are, are very high, especially now that you've got internet, so you've got porn addiction, you've got all kinds of addictions, sex and love addiction, food exactly. addiction. Yeah. All the things. And I think that the, those addictions, I'm glad you let into that because I think those addictions are about shutting you, you, you use them to shut down your voice. Whatever that you use them to first of all shut down that abusive
0: brain chat. Yes. Well, because you think you're like, okay, if I can get you know this person to approve of me then my brain will stop yelling at me that i'm not good enough and that people don't like me right right so we seek it
1: out but how long does that last well you know i want to talk uh, you, you you the point that 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 sparked for me was about people pleasing yes so i'm going to talk about right people people pleasers think that they are kind and generous and loving because they always think of other people and they try to do things for other people's approval but guess what people pleasing is manipulative and it's dishonest it's saying i can't show you who i really am i'm hiding from you and i'm manipulating you into liking me and to loving me so i'm going to behave in a way that is not honest And when you do that, then you really lose your soul. That's when it really, you know, it's like, who am I? Because, you know, I'm being so nice, I'm being so good, but I'm so busy watching if you're going to like me or not that I'm behaving in a way where I, you know, garner your attention and it's not in alignment with who I am. Yes. Right. You know, people who might even say, agree with somebody who's who their political views just because they want to uh be liked yes and you know what if you what if you stood up and and showed up for who you were yeah and I think that's challenging for two
0: reasons is that one I think a lot of people have no idea who they are they don't know their true beliefs because they've never just as you said if you're a people pleaser you haven't spent much time trying to figure out well what do I really feel when I go into a state of meditation, when I go in to connect with my soul and my heart, what's in my heart. A lot of people don't do that because mm-hmm. they've been taught from such an early age that the only thing that matters is that people like you mm-hmm. and that people don't dislike you and that you don't do anything to rock the boat mm-hmm. or to make anybody say anything bad about you. Because if people say things bad about you, that means that you're bad and you're not good enough. And that's where the brain chatter starts. So they don't know who they are. But then on the other side, they're terrified of stepping out with their own ideas because again we've we've had experiences in our life where if we said something that was a little bit outside you know of the lines people look at us a weird way they judge us mm-hmm. they say critical things and we think ooh, we're all, we're trying to preserve ourselves self-preservation mm-hmm. right so yes. we say i won't do that again and that's how we fall into people pleasing because it feels a lot better again but it's like you said you start doing it just for that and then you're like well what's your real motive am i really We say that it's because we just want to be a kind, nice person, but if you're only being nice to people so that they'll like you and not saying what you really think or what's in your heart. That's not, that's not going to feel, you're not going to have that peace and you're not going to have that freedom back to that word that I love true freedom is is your full self expressed. The first job is figuring out what is what is it even Mm -hmm. what's in your heart what's in your soul that yearns to come through. Mm -hmm. You got to slow down long enough. You have to quiet down enough. You have to be in the stillness to even know what's in there, and then you have to have the courage to let it come through, no matter what anybody says. Because again, to what I was speaking to earlier, our world will change when people are strong enough and brave enough to to show their light fully, even if it doesn't quite fit or isn't approved of, or people. Think it's strange we're in need of a lot of change in every sector of our
1: world and and that's what i love about my my job and what i do is exactly that it's like i just i'm just there with you as you explore that as you explore who you are you know you you don't have to feel afraid we just we just go at a comfortable pace until you start being able to verbalize yeah you know this i want to let go of this Okay, let's let go of this. Let's let's do a, a ritual and let's let go of this. And I want to start embracing this. Okay, let's set a goal around this. Yeah. You know, it's just I it's so important to if you are feeling stuck and you're in a job that you're unhappy with, you're in an unhappy relationship, um, you don't know what you want to do in life. By the way, when you're young, you don't know what you want to do in life. So ease up. You know, how can you possibly know you haven't seen the world. So it takes some a while of some making mistakes to figure out who you are. And I think that's important for growth is to make those mistakes. But the in the end, we all have to take back who we are. And, and by, uh, like you said, things like meditating is a huge way I always recommend meditation. I recommend gratitude lists. Uh, Write down every morning what you're grateful for. Write down five things, 10 things, whatever it is, one thing. But it's important to be grateful in your life. Because if you're grateful in your life, one, you're in the present, right? You're not in the future. You're not in the past. You're not in self-pity. You're not in, I can't. You're just fully present. I'm grateful for this day. I'm grateful for where I live. So I start with that, then meditation, then journaling, so that, again, you get to know who you are um, and an exercise. I know people are sitting there going, I don't know who I am and, you know, what what what, what do I need to do? What's a start? Uh, a wonderful exercise that I tell people is, um, you know, actually we get post-it notes and you get maybe eight of them and you put them out across the table and you write on them. What do I value? What do I value in life? So maybe you value family. Maybe you value money. Maybe you value work. Maybe you value adventure. Maybe you value free time. You just let yourself write these down and then you start putting them in order. Do I value family over uh, money? No, I, you know, so I put the family first. Do I value? Oh, yes. I mean, that would be a yes. (laughs) Thank you. Do I value family over adventure? Do I value you know, and you start putting them in order until you discover that you who who you are and what you value. And the cool thing about that is that then you can put these up in your mirror and start going, Okay, am I living this value? Am I living adventure? I value it? Am I? What could I do to honor That value of mine. You know, I could maybe plan a trip or I could take a ride up the coast. Do I value family? Yes, I value family. Well, how much do I communicate with family? You know, do I maybe need to learn some boundary setting or good communication skills? So you have it right there. You have the blueprint and Mm -hmm. you can on your own just pick one thing a week and focus on it. And it's a really powerful exercise.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because I think that. Often people don't take the time to look at the various sectors of their life to see if they're even, what the level of fulfillment is for each of them, right? right? And that's an exercise I do. I do a wheel. I call it like the wheel of wellness or wheel of life, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And you look at those things, you look at your spirituality, your joy, your relationships, your work, and you can see, you know, what am I actually tending to? And I find that most people are only really tending to like three or four things. They focus on their family, their work maybe their, their health and some socialization, whatever it is. And the rest is, they feel they don't have time for, but just to your point, adventure. Like, I love that you said that because so I'm, I've been living as a a gypsy, like a vagabond. I decided to pick up and, and go. And I can't tell you how many people that I tell that to. And they say, oh my gosh, that's so great that you're doing that. I wish I had done that. I think that people don't, because life can go so quickly with our day, week to week life, right? Right, We get stuck in our structure. We might take a, week trip once a year but are we really actually taking the chances and the risks and having
1: the adventures that we used to dream about maybe when we're younger yeah no i and and you know what i'm one of those people who said wow bravo because i did not have the courage to go travel through europe when i had the time and the freedom and it's a gift i offer all my ch- i offered all my children and my grandchildren mm-hmm. um sadly they didn't take me up on it but you know um i believe that adventure yeah and and you're right people say people will even say to me because I live in Mexico half the year oh that's right yes and so we we got fabulous jewelry that you brought back (laughs) that's right and so I and people always say to me oh wow I can't believe you do that that is just so brave how did you make that happen well I made that happen. Yeah. You know, I didn't I didn't let fear stop me. I realized I wanted to travel. I didn't have the money to travel around Europe, so I traveled around Mexico. I found a place that I loved that was very much like Spain, and then I started returning to it, spending more and more time there, and now I can work from afar, so it's uh, you know, winters in in Guanajuato, Mexico and summers in Bend. I created my life. And that is, that is something that I just say to everybody, you can create it, you have to value it, mm-hmm. you have to value it. And I have friends who've never left where they live. And, you know, they want to, but again, I say that must not be a value of yours, otherwise you would. Yes. right. And yeah. so, you know, don't be afraid to put, put your values out there and to go for them. And you go for them by taking baby steps. You don't say, oh, I want to travel around Europe and then quit your job and go travel around Europe. Although some people might do that, but you start saying, okay, today I'm going to, uh, I'm going to see what, how much a year rail pass costs, uh, today, tomorrow, I'm going to see what Airbnbs cost." you know, baby steps to get you there. It doesn't mean you have to go. It mm-hmm. means you just, each week you keep moving towards who you are.
0: Definitely. And adventure can even be, you know, if we're, if we're not at a place in our life where we can take that big leap and do a year abroad or get on the road with our life, you can also just do little things to have adventures. Adventure can just mean switching up your day to day a little bit, right? There's a lot of um, research now around the, the value of novelty Ooh. versus familiarity, right? So mm-hmm. many people's life is so routine and so familiar to them that they're never challenged and are and you know we're going to get into talking about aging a beautiful way to age you know more effectively gracefully however you want to say it is to keep challenging yourself mentally to do things that don't so that it's not just running this rut and to my point you could even pick go on airbnb and do one of those random they have a surprise me feature on airbnb will pick a random place for you to go visit And again, within reason, like even here in Bend, there are so many gems around here that you could shoot out four hours away, two hours away and have a totally different experience than you do here with waterfalls or hot springs or get to the coast, go climb a mountain. Like there is so much you could do that's totally different and it doesn't even cost that much and it doesn't take up your whole week. It's just, you could even go for a night and it gives you that sense of adventure and novelty that I think is so important to staying connected to the excitement and joy that is life, that is your soul wanting to have these new
1: experiences to have fun well you uh, absolutely and i know that a lot of times uh many of my clients will say oh but i can't do you could go to mexico but i couldn't well you know what i rented out my house there's house there's there's cat sitting dog sitting all across there's ways to do it as you said if you don't have money you, you still can do it if that's one of your values and one of your goals. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think that's really important. And the other thing you said about time and as you're aging, um, when we're kids, time summer goes so slowly. That's because we're discovering. Everything is kind of new to us as kids Mm -hmm. and the summer and every day is just kind of like a new adventure. When you're a kid, when you get older, every day is the same. Oh, you're going to come home from work. You're going to make a meal. You're going to sit down watch Jeopardy and, you know, then watch TV and then go to bed. Mm -hmm. Not there is nothing stimulating your brain. Exactly. And so travel or like you said, just picking something new and adventure really slows down time for you when you're aging mm-hmm. it keeps you young and it also uh slows down when I when I go to travel I you know we have to go to a new place we have to figure out transportation we have to you know figure out the language it's it's all new and it um is stimulating yeah and it makes old age go so much more slowly and <laughs> those of you who In are there way. my age you know yes definitely get out there and
0: make some adventure happen yeah and then I was just thinking when you were saying that that even if you can't you know it's not always about travel make your environment stimulating my, my goal is to one day have a ranch and animals mm-hmm. and grow my own food so I you know I sort of put that out as as a uh, you know called the universe and lo and behold I find myself in this lovely space I have now which is a farmhouse there's mm-hmm. goats and there's a pony and there's chickens and there's gardens and what I found is that every day I go and spend time with plants, with animals, and creating that in your surrounding gives you a sense of that novelty and but also just excitement and connection with life that that breaks away from some of the mundane. Going out and taking that time to slow down because it actually is a form of meditation, because meditation is just focus and presence, mindfulness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you go outside, you turn off your electronics, Mm -hmm. you're not stuck to your computer, and you take time to be with. with nature, with the Mm -hmm. elements, with animals, Mm -hmm. and it helps you to think in a different way. You notice how life changes a little bit every day. Your flower is blooming that once was just a, (laughs) you know, a small bud. The, The animals are, you know, growing all these different things that you know, and also helps you be a part of the cycle of life. So that just came to me as something that
1: also is, a, I think, really good for the soul. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, yeah. You know, you talk about meditation, and I know, um I usually assign that to clients, like gratitude lists and meditations. And uh the, the thing I get back a lot of times is when they come back. So how did how did your week go? You know, did you reach your goals well I didn't meditate you know I just don't have time to meditate I mean you know I just and and I can't quiet my brain and you know that abusive brain chatter yes. and all of that so they they have all these reasons why they can't but just like you said you know I teach them you know you can vacuum and while you're vacuuming you're going forward and you're saying to yourself backward or you're saying exhale Inhale. I, you, there's so many ways to to meditate. And when you're outside, when I was riding my bike today, I, I really tumbled on the fact that I feel so grateful in my life. But when I'm on my bike, I don't know what it is. My husband said the same thing. It's the wind blowing in my face, the sun shining. I'm out. All my senses are alive. I feel so alive awake and grateful Mm -hmm. so something as simple as a bike ride yeah you know can bring bring out that that child in you and that can be meditative absolutely it's any and you know also with by
0: I just recently got a bike the the owners that live here were like we just found a bike in the garage want us to clean it up for you. And I go biking every day. I look forward to it. It's well, I'm big into the power of movement. I think mm-hmm. that there's obviously being a, a nomad. I love driving. I think that driving, driving is also a form of meditation for mm-hmm. some people mm-hmm. is, yes. you know, if you, if there's a stretch of road that you love to drive down a pretty view that it's just like with a bike, there's the repetitive motion of the wheels and just feeling that sense of movement. Cause our body is always, is never fully at rest. There's all, you know, our body is always moving. It's the nature of atoms that we're made up of. So when we're in movement, it's, it's almost, um, comforting to us. Right. And, but it's also, it helps to process things. We can do some of our best revelations, make decisions when we're in some sort of motion. So they call it moving meditation, whether it's on a bike, whether it's driving, whether it's walking, Mm -hmm. all of these, whether it's even vacuuming your apps, literally anything can be meditation, Mm -hmm. washing dishes for some people. Even some people love scrubbing just that, that motion, Mm -hmm. the repetitive motion brings you into focus, brings you into the sense of rhythm. It's all about rhythm. Rhythm is a very important thing. That's also why humans are very drawn to music that can also be soothing for us and release, you know, some tension and that brain chatter. So all these things are connected in the way that they free us and
1: help us to get into the flow, into the rhythm. Absolutely. And and breathing. Breathing is a rhythm, right? We can do it. Come into it, smacked on the buddy, on the booty, and uh, and we start breathing and uh and and with our last dying breath, you know? Mm-hmm. It's all about. You, the breath, the breathing slows and then it stops. So yes, breathing and connecting, like you said, washing dishes. I was sh- sharing with you that I'm starting to do uh not podcast but my Facebook uh Instagram post from my bathtub. Yeah. And <laughs> I I know that sounds crazy, but you know what happens when I i take a bath a lot when I can. Oh, that's another great thing. Water. Yes, water being in water. Absolutely. So and amazing so- for us. Cause we're
0: also what is it, 99% water. So Again, just like with like movement, that helps us feel like
1: more in our essence. We feel restored. Just like Water's when we were in the womb. I mean, I yeah. did one of those things where they uh those uh meditations, the watsu, I think, where they move you and they move you like you're in a womb. Mm. They actually Are you you in hold the water your breath, you're in the water um. and the guy holds you like you're uh, you know, and just moves you around and you're coming up and then you're going back in the water and it's like you're in the womb. So I, I really love that process. So I put in a bunch of bubble baths. I put a crystal chandelier above my head that was cheap, but it was a chandelier. Yeah, like a crystal chandelier in your bath. I do in my bathroom, bathroom, over my bathroom. <laughs> I do. That's because, amazing. And I have lots of bubble baths and I just fill it up with bubbles. And then I'll just sit there and I like hot water. So I don't even put on the cold water. I just love hot water. And I just sit there and then suddenly... It's like popcorn, you know, the bubbles, it's like the bubbles are popping and I start thinking about things and I start seeing things. And so I thought to myself, Mm -hmm. well, bring your phone into the bath, uh, which my husband hates, but I I'm careful. (laughs) And, you know, just start when these bubbles start coming up from the bath, share them with people, because I feel like they're really great insights. It's like, oh, wow, I never looked at it that way. And uh, so anyway, that's uh, oh my gosh, that's, that's so
0: fantastic. What do you call it? Like bubble bath revelations, or
1: bubbles or from the bath, bubbles
0: from the bath, little bubbles of bursts of ideas, exactly, inspiration, wisdom. That's so fantastic. I wish I had a bathtub. I, I absolutely adore know. I'm such a you know, hot, warm that ba- I love hot springs, I love hot tubs, I love a hot bath. Yeah, so mm-hmm. fantastic. So Jackie, you also have started doing retreats for women that I imagine yes. incorporate a lot of this. But what, what have you started it, or is the first one coming up this summer?
1: Uh, no, I've done them before. I, okay, I, I've done them in Mexico, and I've done I've done about I think I counted about thirteen or fourteen retreats in all. And the one th- the ones that are coming up this year are a one day retreat. Where we do a uh, sound bowl. I'm also a sound bowl practitioner. I <gasps> got my uh, Oh, I so should have you asked you get... to bring one today. Yes, I love so I do sound bowls. bowls. We do, I brought cacao back from um Maya the Mayan culture. I bought Mayan cacao back so we could do a cacao ceremony. I lead you on guided meditations, as I mentioned, to find your spirit guide, your soul, and we dance, we laugh, healthy eating. It's just it's a it's a one-day retreat and um it really uh it it really is uh invigorating and refreshing and mm-hmm. I think I call it re- renew refresh and re- regenerate or something because that's what it does and I love it and I you know I, I limit it to about 12 women and um it's about five, uh six hours I think and so yes it's on my website so if anybody's in the area and they would love to come I would love for you to come um you will definitely have fun and experience uh self-discovery i can promise you that or your money back
0: (laughs) (laughs) i can imagine
1: it sounds fantastic yeah and you're it's coming up at the end of july at the end of july july 30th and then in september i'm doing something that i did last year in fall which was a three-day retreat and in the three-day retreat we all stay together and we 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 incorporate yoga in the morning and art and you know, just a lot of, a lot more deep exercises, you know, that abusive brain chatter that we talked about. Yes. We kind of address that. We, you know, I give you the space to allow it to speak Mm -hmm. and with, with somebody there recording what, what it's saying so that you can feel safe to just let it go. Mm -hmm. And then you can go look back on it and go, Oh, wow. Is this, is this, this is what I'm saying to myself. It's awareness. The first step is awareness. Mm -hmm. So those are the kinds of things we do on the three day. And then My favorite thing that I'm doing is I'm doing a women's retreat in Guanajuato, Mexico. So that's where I live half the year. And um, I'm just I'll pick you up from the airport. And then we go to a, a, a house, a nice big house, and we spend a week there. With uh, I you know I bring in somebody she's and uh, somebody from the indigenous culture and she does the cacao ceremony and we do a lot more work but you also get to travel you get to go off for a couple of days and sightsee and shop and and uh, you know people say Mexico is kind of a scary place but it really isn't if you if you you know if you make sense if you know where to go and what to do um, it's very safe so but if you feel like you want to come. Uh, with somebody a guide I'm going to be your guide and you're going to also like I say if you're going to go on vacation why not come back transformed yes (laughs) that's what I'm (laughs) saying yeah why not you're going to go for it and it
0: sounds very transformational yeah well that's beautiful and so fantastic Jackie and then back to the brain chatter aspect you are also writing a book yes right now you're in the process of that very challenging gestation period when you're I always whenever I have authors come on my show I you know kind of I'm in awe of them because it's, it's it can be challenging to write a book to pull all the ideas together to get it out. But you're doing it, so how's it going?
1: You know, I'm I'm learning so much because I think what authors struggle with is abusive brain chatter, and and, and <laughs> you're and writing the book about it while book you're having it. it. And, Very you know, meta, exactly. And I get to experience it. It's like you know uh i start thinking oh do do i is this something you know do, that i want to say is this you know i start thinking should i share this much or what are people going to think about that when i do that i get completely out of the book and i get writer's block uh completely if i if i'm thinking about you sitting there reading it um rather than the way what i need to deliver what i want to share Then I start hearing your voice tell me, oh, this isn't good. This doesn't make sense. You're an imposter. So I'm learning every step of the way uh, about the whole creative process as well. But, uh, you know, uh, for me, abusive brain chatter was something that held me back. I uh, married an emotional abuser because, you know, and and the chatter uh, that he would give me would just echo the chatter that I felt. You know, if I, if I talked to myself nice, I wouldn't let other people talk to me that way. And so that was the work I had to do. I had to, I had to first, so I am writing the ABCs of abusive brain chatter. The first is awareness. And that's why I was sharing with you as I'm writing this book. I'm aware. What's my brain saying to me? Mm -hmm. Is it telling me I can't? And if it's telling me, I can't, I need to check in with that. So first be aware of what you're telling yourself. Is it nice? Be aware of the signs of abuse, which are belittling, bullying gaslighting, isolating, um, all of those things. If you're, if you're in an addiction, there's no way you're not belittling, feeling shame and isolating that is just goes along with the territory. So just be aware that the way you're talking to yourself is a form of emotional abuse. And when I clicked to that, I realized, wow, I left my emotional abuser. I don't want to, I didn't, I don't want to take him with me. I did for several years. And that's when, you know, I finally, finally got it. And that's when the change came, the transformation for me. I finally said, wait a minute, we don't get to talk to Jackie this way. And then I got to find a new belief. So that's where the B comes in. Awareness is the A, Mm -hmm. B is believe. And that for me was my spiritual journey. My spiritual journey is the one that said, wait a minute, whoa, you need help. Go get help you're not going to fix this on your own you're not going to your brain is not going to fix this i always say you know you don't go in to fix your brain with your own brain it ain't going to happen because if it did happen i would have done it years ago yeah. so i tapped into a that is where my spiritual journey began and um, so now when the brain chatter comes i i take the moment i pause i tune in and i ask for to get out of my own way, get out of my ego, and let me hear what I need to hear. So that's the B and the C, which is the most important, which has been a lot of work and the work that you do as a therapist is challenge your core beliefs because your core beliefs really feed that chatter. So if you believe that uh, women should be should not have a voice, you're gonna when you start to have a voice, you're your chatter is going to say, oh, don't say that, that, you know, don't do that. And you're going to back down. If you believe that you're not smart your whole life, you were told, oh, you're such a dummy a lot. Sadly to say, I hear a lot of people whose parents did that to them. They gave them those horrible messages. If you believe you're not smart, then going to school and getting a degree is going to be so painful because every step of the way, your brain chatter is going to be saying oh quit you should quit you're not smart enough look at you you got to you got to see on that test you're, every single time you go to step out and do something your brain chatter is go- going to hold you back mm-hmm. and i know that personally my brain chatter held me back for 42 years and like i said so now when it comes up it starts to go challenge that core belief so i say okay you know higher power whatever I whatever you want to call it um I'm aware that I'm talking to myself about this book I'm aware that fear is talking I'm aware that it's a fear voice and help me come from a place of giving rather than ego help me say what I need to say what you need to hear help me come from that place and then I say really you're not a writer you you've written your whole life you've been a writer your whole life you've written columns really why why can't all these other people write and you can't? Where did where did that belief come from? And when I challenge it, I go, yeah, no, that's just that's just a writer's block. That's just what people go through. Mm-hmm. And you have to persevere. You have always been told, or you have always let yourself off the hook when things get hard. That was my practice. I, you know, things get hard and my chatter gets too loud and I quit. And of course, then you feel like a quitter. Then shame piles on and then this piles on. And then so you never take a chance. Well, you know, I teach people that, you know, you have to do the ABCs when when something's holding you back and you find you're not reaching your goals. Step back a minute and say, what am I telling myself about this? What is the real belief that I want to believe? Where where can I find that and see? Let me challenge that. How old am I? How old? When did I learn that? Who told me that? Is that really true? And I mean, it sounds simplistic, but it's, to me, it's just a quick way once I've done the work to go back and move, move forward in the writing process. Mm -hmm. That was, uh, you know, this has been a goal of mine, my, almost my entire life. And it's just like, why not? Why not? Exactly.
0: Well, that's, in, it's inspiring and great. And I'm so excited for you that you're doing it. Yeah. And you know what you described that's holding you back from writing is what hold, the ABCs, is what holds people back from their entire life, from their full potential. Right. And I, I've recently come to a place in my life where I feel this very strong juncture that's saying, are you going to go another round with this voice? And recently I did this thought came to me that said, this voice is leaving me now. And I've been repeating that to myself. This voice is leaving me now. It's leaving me now because I've had that voice Mm -hmm. in my head, that chatter that says, you knew you weren't good enough. You knew they weren't going to like you. Mm -hmm. You knew you had no business doing this. And I started questioning, well, where is this voice and why do I choose to engage with it? Why do I choose to keep it around? And it also made me realize that, you know, you, you work with people in relationships and that's another area of my life I've been looking at. And I realized this isn't a one-sided thing. It's not like I'm the victim of bad relationships. I'm engaging in lower level unhealthy relationships because I have been in an unhealthy relationship with myself. Right. Because oh. that's where we're at. When we have not addressed the ABCs yes. and we're we're operating from those poor false beliefs that tell us that we're not good enough, we don't love ourselves. Right. We don't think that we can because all we hear most of the time, 90% of the day is these acknowledgements of our perceived deficits. And that's a brutal place to live. It is like living in an abusive relationship, but it's you that you're in the abusive relationship with. And then, so I, I just, it really hit me. I was like, well, why did I tolerate this behavior from another person? And <laughs> okay. I realized, well, it's because you tolerate it with yourself. So I'm at this point where it's like, this is not dependent on any outside factors. It's completely an inside job yes. to take, because it is entirely possible to shift, to stop engaging with the false beliefs and begin creating new beliefs, right? You just use the last word was challenge yourself, right? Challenge yourself to say, I don't like this belief. And it's never been true. And it's not true now. And I can choose to have a new belief, but it takes, it does take tapping in with your soul because your soul knows that it's not just all about you. Your soul is here to bring forth something into this world for the highest good of all. And that of course includes ourselves because we will have a better experience once we accept ourselves and start, stop treating ourselves like trash. But we do have to get out of ourselves because I will also say that victim mentality can be addictive. Oh, to think like, well, of course I couldn't do that. And of course I can't do this because I'm, and so we keep ourselves small. It takes a truly courageous being to say, I need to let go of this because even though it feels subconsciously safer, feeling locked away in that safe corner is too painful now.
1: Right. Exactly. I mean, for me, it was so important to challenge, challenge it, because I was going to go on, I said to myself, the, the question I asked myself, and I, and I write this in my book is that at the age of 42, I was lying in bed, watching TV, binge eating, had an asthma inhaler, because I had, I couldn't breathe anymore. I mean, I had just gotten to the breaking point. And I asked myself that very question, do you want to live the second half of your life, like you lived the first half? And man, the second half of my life was the first half was brutal, Mm. and the second half is glorious. I (laughs) thought I know. So ask yourself that, and if that's the case, then then seek help to change it. You know, it takes again. Don't go there alone. If you try to go into your brain alone, and you don't have the tools it's going to beat you up. It's just going to, it's going to, even, you're going to, you're going to feel shame that you didn't, that you can't change. Yeah. You know, I have clients who, you know, do, I don't, I come to you and I'm, you know, I'm changing, but I I don't feel it's fast enough. And all of this, it's like, whoa, 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 there's that abusive brain chatter again, you're changing, you're growing. Let's, let's embrace that. Let's not let that chatter hold you back anymore.
0: Yes, definitely. And I also want to offer to whoever might be listening that is thinking about this, thinking about, wow, I feel I'm at that. I'm at that point too, where I, whether we feel we're halfway through our life or at like a significant ch- shifting point in our life. And we say, what do I want the next decade to be like? What do I want the next half of my life to be like, um, to be aware that. So I, I made that declaration when I turned 36, I woke up and I just had that sense where I was like, just like you, it's like, Thinking back to my last 36 years, do I want them to be like that? No, no. I want to reach my potential. I want to start really, because I I see my first 36 years as having so much tension. There was a lot of friction. So Mm -hmm. I didn't move very smoothly because everything was stopping me. My own doubts, my own fears, my own perceived limitations, taking everything too personally getting so caught up in my own negative beliefs. And so I thought, okay, from here on out, it's going to be different. Great. I'm starting a new path. And what I'm offering to listeners is that sometimes when you make that declaration, you have to realize that change does not come without friction that allows you, just like a, they say a coal becomes a diamond only through the friction. Well, exactly. when I made that declaration, life came in and said, okay, you want a different experience, then you have to change. And so it gave me hurdles in my path. I went into what I would call a dark night of the soul, where I had to actually face the stuff that was keeping me mm-hmm. tied into the brain chatter, into the course of... Core false beliefs into these patterns that I didn't want anymore because patterns aren't just going to disappear. You have to look them right in the face, Absolutely. and you have to take accountability and say, "This is of my own doing. I'm ready to break these cycles. I'm ready to break these habits. I'm ready to change these beliefs." And that's not easy work. It's not for the faint of heart to go in. Yep, it's a real you know they call it the dark night of the soul because it's you get to this point where it's just you and whether you want to call it God or source or life itself. And you have to look at it and be completely honest and say, I played the biggest part in everything that's happened to me. If I
1: want a new experience, I have to change. Right, exactly. And, and it is a a very important process that, you know, um, victim, victimhood, you have to say that that isn't there anymore, you have to stay in your own lane. I talk about life as a bowling lane. This is finally what I learned, stay in my lane. And if I'm in someone else's lane, either thinking they don't like me or trying to manipulate them, then I need to get back into my lane. Yes. And just it's got those little bumpers on it like bowling alleys to mm-hmm. stay in your lane and you yeah. will always take responsibility for who you are and you will have the power to throw the ball where you want it to go mm-hmm.
0: absolutely and that's where i was sort of speaking to when i said this mantra i have a I release attraction to anything that is not love is that's when you want to veer from your lane is you're like, Ooh, I wonder if I could win these people over or get this person to be interested in me or, you know, be really successful at this thing that is, isn't really aligned with my soul's path, but feels very tempting. It's the temptations, right? Mm -hmm, It's the mm -hmm. ego. It's the core false beliefs that want to be healed that are saying, well, but if you can get, you know, this person's attention, then maybe you're going to feel good. Yeah. But for a moment, right. Until the next thing comes along. So it's about making that's the higher choice that you have to keep making over and over again is, is this, if this is not for my highest good, if this is not aligned with my heart's desire, my soul's path, I'm not going to be drawn to it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Very well said.
0: And I think one of the hardest things, and I'd love for us to get into this now is When it comes to image and, you know, especially for women, our identity is tied very strongly to how we're perceived, how we look, how people respond to us. And that's one of the biggest challenges I'm facing is how can you keep with your soul without being attracted again to these? I mean, there's nothing wrong with feeling desirable and feeling beautiful. Feminine is radiance that's what feminine is it is the the attractor we are meant to attract just like the egg with the sperm when we came into conception (laughs) we had to attract it we're all gorgeous in our own way in our own unique radiance but when we try to be like somebody else or we get pulled into wanting to please or get a hundred percent approval rating we veer away from our soul and we start to dip into that ego so especially as you get older I'm not in my twenties anymore. You're going into your older age. We're all getting older. Right. But that's 70. also the thing to remember is like, it's not like there's some people who like it dodge the bullet. We're all going to get older. People who are 20 now are going to be 70 someday. So how do we learn to honor our soul more than our physical space? We, the physical vessel is sacred just as everything else. However, it's not higher than our soul. It's not deserving of presidents over honoring our soul. So how do you guide women as they're, as we're aging, as we're ever growing wiser with more wisdom, but also we're changing and we may not get the same attention anymore or the same acknowledgement. And if we're attached to that, how do you help people to see, to have that relationship where they feel it, where they value peace and freedom more than the
1: external? Yeah, and that's important. And, and you know, the first step to aging is, and the first step to everything in life that you learn is acceptance. Yeah. Accept that this is going to happen, and accept that it is happening. I remember I was in an elevator with my uh, daughter-in-laws. We were in Las Vegas, and they, we all got into the elevator, and there were men in the elevator, and they turned to look at them, and I went, oh, oh, okay, okay. I'm invisible now. That's okay. So now that I'm invisible, what can I do? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so I had to start, it it was very empowering. You know, once you shed the, the earth suit, I call it. In fact, one of the meditations I do for women is to help them, you know, we go and we unzip the earth suit and we bring Mm. out our light and you get to step out of it and then as we're finishing the the exercise you you get to choose whether you're going to go back into your earth suit or are you going to remain white light well i decided the path that i took that i feel um has been just glorious for me is that i choose to unzip my earth suit and be the light i choose to um be have wisdom I choose to be generous I choose to laugh I choose to wear weird things I have sparkly glasses that Mm. was my little soul as little Jacqueline she Mm. used to love sparklies and things like that and then that kind of got shut off as I started wearing black and to look thinner and you know I started changing for how you wanted me to look and how they wanted me to look Mm -hmm. and how I had to look to get a man in my life well now I'm thinking well I don't have to do that anymore so now what am I going to do with all that energy well I'm going to love myself I'm going to grow I'm going to learn I'm going to take classes I went back to the university at age 64 I'm going to I became a life coach you know four years ago and I and I just keep getting to do what I didn't do for myself as a child. Mm -hmm. And that is um, brings my childlike to myself and I and I I want to be that person that people see and smile at, not that they see and see my wrinkles. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know, that is hard. It is a challenge because Mm -hmm. I I will admit, you know, thing I go into the mirror or, or we all know the zoom comes on, how many of us do this? when zoom comes on or start doing this or start, you know, we do, we start looking at how we look and I have to treat myself with the same gentleness of abusive brain chatter. I have to say, Mm -hmm. Jackie, you're a 71 year old woman. What's happening to you on the outside is happening to you on the inside. So you don't have a lot of time to be in your ego anymore. You have to find your soul's purpose and live it because I mean, uh, knock, knock, knock on heaven's door. It's it's happening. TikTok. I always say that to myself. TikTok, tick tock. Do I really want to sit here and worry about the way I look? Or do I wanna, you know, sometimes I look in the mirror and I see my grandma. I told you this. I look in the mirror and I, I see my grandmother. And whoa, I just kind of I'm taken aback. And then I go, hi, grandma, <laughs> you know, or I see my dad, my dad's nose, you know, starting to get a little round. And I go, hi dad, you know um and I just remind that that is a ritual that helps me remind myself that I don't get to beat myself up in old age I now more than in my youth I no longer have time to worry about the way I look I can have fun with my looks I can look the best I can I can put on makeup but I don't have time to shut out my spirit in favor of presenting myself to the world and getting your my 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 love and everything that I need comes when I meditate and I elevate myself and I feel that power I feel that white light that is so much better than you saying to me oh wow you look so young Mm -hmm. um doesn't matter to me anymore I'm 71 years old this is the reality the the hands wrinkle the Mm -hmm. you know the skin ages but Hey, folks, that's going on on the inside. So, haven't got time for the pain. this this I say. Yeah,
0: such a gorgeous message. And that when you said that, I just got, I felt like this surge of empowerment because it's, if we could inspire women to not shut down their light, to see that their radiant spirit is the most glorious thing they could ever have, because it's infinite. First of all, our, it does not change. Our spirit doesn't age, it doesn't get wrinkled. It's infinite. It's always the most radiant, vibrant, gorgeous unbelievable, brilliant thing you've ever seen in your life. Yes. So, and people will say all the time, there's certain people that are more, you know, alluring that they're just like, wow, you're glowing. This person is radiant. Well, that's because their spirit is shining. Yes. But just what you said, we shut down our spirit. I think most of us make that choice because we say, my spirit, what good is that? I want to look right. I want to be hot. I want to be the one that everyone's paying attention to. And we, I mean, I hate to say the term like sell our soul, but that's sort of what we do. If you yeah. shut down your spirit, you're literally saying to your soul, "I, I'm not going to focus on you. I'm going to focus on making sure that externally I'm approvable." And if we could shift that, if that's if the tides can change with that, people will have a whole new experience because I don't believe it's impossible to make the shift from value in our soul greater than our ego or our earth body you called it it? yeah earth suit or earth suit like our earth suit is cheap it only lasts what like you know 100 years at this point max (laughs) for most people like it's but our soul is eternal and it's it i think it's an immature mentality that humans have to be more invested in something that only lasts 100 years but it's also because most people don't feel like we don't know for sure about the notion of a soul or our brilliance or our light right right but you know, there were like, give me, give me, show me the money, show me the proof. Well, I know that my body can get me opportunities. It can get me attention. It can feed my ego. So I'm going to invest in that. But then what do those people do when they get older? It's a whole thing with women who get older. And just like you said, you become, you get in an elevator and suddenly the men are looking at someone younger than you. And you think, Oh, it can be very shocking for certain women who maybe were very attractive their whole life and all of a sudden their identity crisis hits because they say what am i if i'm not the good looking woman that used to get praised and loved if you have not tapped into your
1: soul you feel void absolutely and i'll tell you the um not not learning acceptance of aging is so painful when i when i like i said to you when i sit around Uh, women my age and I, you know, we sit and have lunch and they start bringing up how horrible they look or what plastic surgery they have to have or, or whatever it is. Um, It, it, it hurts. And I grew up with a mother who was always disapproving of my looks. So I had to learn that uh that th- this doesn't matter so I I was a lucky yeah. one although it was a painful lesson I was the lucky one yeah and I have to and I practice complete acceptance if you're not in acceptance of who you are then you're either in the past trying to be something you're not or you're in the future thinking about the people who will like you if you look a certain way you are mm-hmm. not in the present and this and as you age you don't have time to be anywhere but the present like we talked about the adventure and all of those things. You don't have time to be anywhere but the present. So, aging, what I would say is, you know, start writing down on post it notes, my favorite thing. You know, one of the gifts of aging. If you can't find a gift of aging, keep working until you do. There's so many gifts. There's a lot more time, there's a lot more freedom, there's a lot more of uh, wisdom wisdom you and
0: i've heard you feel much more comfortable in your own skin oh. with yourself than you did at an earlier age when you if you were constantly controlled or affected by everything that happened around you I, what i've heard is that the and i've even experienced now that i'm 37 way more comfort and ease with myself than i did 10 years ago in
1: my 20s and i've heard that that just increases and yes. oh yes the freedom is so wonderful It is. You know, we sit, uh, 4th of July, we sat at the, uh, we have a, a, our our condo is facing the river. And and we sat on the river And as the young kids walked by for the Freedom Ride. And it was such a weird experience. You know, they were having so much fun that I found myself transported into their bodies. You know, as they were walking along and laughing in their bikinis and bathing suits and And I started thinking, oh, gee, that is just, it it just kind of brought up that joy for me. Mm -hmm. And then I realized that was a part of me. That's not separate from me. That woman lives in me still. Yes. And I get the memories. And I can either, you know, like I said, I can either start fighting the future or I can just, what did I learn? Oh, how beautiful that time of life was. Mm -hmm. At the time, it didn't feel beautiful because I was so worried about getting a boy's attention but now I can look back and see that that is beautiful and freedom mm-hmm. and the time I was a mother and the time I had my babies and the time I you know was a, a single woman out out dancing and you know I I get to look back and and kind of you know bring weave it all together now yeah I get to like like a little old lady knitting I get to kind of weave my life together and then look at it as a tapestry and that's what I that's what I suggest people do what is the wisdom of aging what did you learn what was a good time in your life what that's all part of you that's not gone that's part of you yeah and embrace that
0: absolutely i've been um inspired to do a life review recently that's something that's come up which is where you just kind of go back and you know take stock of your life and look at the different events and the ebbs and the flows and the different time periods because we've all had those moments of nostalgia you described, where you, we think back to a part of our life, even one that might have been challenging, and we just get a smile and we think, what a crazy ride, exactly. right? Like, what an yeah. adventure. And oh my gosh, remember this time and that time. And if we never stop to think about that, then it is a little bit like we're discounting the, because those parts still live within us. Mm-hmm. Our eight-year-old self, our 18-year-old self, our 25-year-old self are still in there. Mm-hmm. And especially if we had some negative associations with different times, it's important to go back and see the love that happened and mm-hmm. or if we can't if it's hard to see the love to see where did we grow from this how did this right. event help us oh, to wow. come to a certain light about ourselves or about life or about growth development change because everything holds love and everything holds value there's nothing that happens to us without reason
1: without purpose right and you know that's what life's about learning the lessons yeah and enjoying the ride and enjoying the ride having
0: some fun <laughs> i always say that like people put joy at, near the bottom of their list we live in such a serious world yeah and yeah, i have yeah. the fascinating thing about aging is people get less serious right they're like oh god i don't care <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i don't care how people think i don't care what i wear i don't care what this i just want to feel some joy and it's it's a shame because I've, what i've heard is that the absolute purpose of life is joy right is to experience your soul literally came here to be expressed in its own unique way that it only can in this earth plane but most of us shut it down and we say no I this is serious stuff there's you know these things are very important I have to take care of my bills and my you know this that and the other thing and we don't take time for our own expression of our soul which is joy joy
1: is our soul expressed exactly and you know I uh that that's exactly what I discovered when I went back and found my soul I even have a picture of myself as the four-year-old girl before I lost my soul and I keep it up on my wall and she was playful she was happy she was shy she was you know I just remember that little girl I remember how innocent and you know just I loved I loved bling I loved Flowers. I love making my own perfume. Mm-hmm. You know, out of just I don't, rose, I don't, petals I don't rose petals and stuff. So fun flower little, petals. That little stuff that you could just do and have fun mm-hmm. before all of the trauma and all of the things mm-hmm. that were, you know, sent me in a direction. And so I now as an older woman, I am that crazy, you know, that woman you see who wears weird glasses. I have so many rhinestones. <laughs> and I just When I go to Mexico, yes, I, you know, that's what I love about Mexico. I get to go wear my rhinestones, flowers in my hair, bright colors. And I just, you can do that here too. I do sometimes. And people, people have seen me and know that, you know, my husband and I are, are, we both have embraced that. Good. And gross that aging means we get to be, you know, wear the hats, we get to, you know, we get to do the things that <laughs> yes. that little wear Jacqueline wanted to do. Yeah. And so she's here with me. And I'm so glad I got her back. And I'll mm-hmm. tell you what, no one, no one is getting through to hurt her. Not me mm-hmm. and not anyone else in the world. I'm yeah. just, I got her back. She's number she, one. She's number one. You gotta keep them number one. She's on my, she's on my watch list. Yeah. Well, Jackie, as we kind of wrap things up, do you have
0: In your place of wisdom, you know, we just spoke about how you look at your four-year-old self, four-year-old Jackie, before you say that you've sort of left your soul behind where you felt disconnected. Do you think that there's a future where we don't experience that, where we are able to change so much as a species, as a society, that people don't feel shut down and they don't ever lose that spark of joy and delight with life we're we're able to get the message that even if you face adversity those challenges it doesn't mean that anything is wrong with you that we don't create these core false beliefs do you think that that'll be possible someday you no know,
1: i don't i think that's part of the human condition and part of growing um and i think parents can certainly help by um allowing kids to evolve how they want to evolve rather than telling them how they should dress and how they, you know, that's how it happens. You go to school, you're told how to behave. So I don't know that that's ever gonna, you know, uh, gonna end because just imagine the message you get if you get a bad grade and people laugh at you. I mean, there you go, that's right there, boop. And you've shut yourself off and you have a belief, you're dumb. And so it it doesn't just have to, it's just the way society uh, keeps and religion, even religion keeps you in, a in line in a in box, line. caged in. Exactly. It's it's what we have
0: to do to survive. So but we might not always have all these same structures though. No. we will say we, that we, we might evolve past that in different ways.
1: I hope so. And I it's hope so.
0: well I personally believe that change happens first by speaking about it, yeah. by offering ideas out into the world. Because you never I always say that what I love about podcasts is you never know whose ears it might fall upon yes. who needed to hear just what we said that might spark something in them. So, thank you for being a spark into the world on my show today. This has been so much fun hanging oh, out on my couch with you and talking about all these wonderful, profound, beautiful topics. You've really inspired me to just really focus on letting my soul shine, Mm -hmm. just letting, and again, letting all those things just slide right past you that want to deter you from it. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. Where it's,
0: Oh, well, I wonder if I can get them. If you're ever trying to get something or force something, that's when I know Mm -hmm. that I'm deviating from my soul because your soul doesn't know anything about trying to force anything. It's just a pure expression. It can't be limited. Right. Yes. All right, Jackie. Well, thank you again for joining us. Where can people find you if they'd like to learn more about
1: your work, your retreats, work with you as a coach? Well, I uh, my website is Healing ABC, Healing H E A L I N G ABC, and you can find out information. You can you know talk with me, have a free consultations, find out about my retreats, whatever you want to do. I'm I'm here to support you, so don't worry. If consultations are free. If you need a half hour, an hour to just work something through. I completely am here for you.
0: Beautiful. Awesome, Jackie. Well, thank you again. Lovely speaking with you. Keep wearing those rhinestones. I'm going to wear them too. (laughs) Take care. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.